Freaks, welcome to Radical Research. This is episode 72. We are covering Master's Hammer. A lot to say about them. We're going to cover this from various angles. Uh, we're going to do it like we did episode 71 with Paul Chain. We're going to play each other snippets that uh, are a mystery to the other. Not so much a guessing game, just more of a fun way to surprise each other and see what we come up with when we are tasked with picking five Master's Hammers songs each. That, that was tough for Paul Chain, and it's t- it was tough this time. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Hunter. Hunter Ginn. You're getting famous in the podcast world, it seems like. <laughs> Been a guest on a, on a few things here and there. Nobody wants to talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. Your your yeah, your expertise was summoned just this last week, so. Oh, that's right. On the re- yeah, I talked yeah, to the exactly. Requiem guys about uh some Peter Steele music. Yeah. Well, it's uh, good to be here. Um yeah. shout out to the the guys um at Cali Death podcast who had me on week before last. Awesome, awesome dudes um from Odious Mortem. Just mm-hmm. yeah, had a had a great time talking to them. Awesome, awesome. And I and uh, since last we spoke, you are now dipping your toes into the the bloody waters of Bardo methodology print fanzine. I actually I have them right beside me right now because yeah. I was I was reading um, before we started. Calling I, a, I can't put yeah. them down. And calling it a fanzine is is probably no. That would be not, doing it a huge not correct. Yeah, nothing against fanzines, of course, but it's uh, it exists on some other level. But um, anywho, yeah, I'm actually I have four more pieces to read in the final issue uh, that I acquired, and that will make that'll make it a done deal. Like I will have read every word in Bardo methodology and archivology awesome. this year because I just think about how many how many magazines could compel you to do that? I'm not many. very, very few. God, not many in 2021, especially metal focused, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've, um, I, I've, I've made it less and less of a secret, but I, as you know, well, I'm, I'm putting together a kind of journal magazine thing. Yes. Yes. Too, that you have been gracious enough to, um, to contribute. Yep. And um, I have to say that reading these issues of Bardo has sort of, rewired my thinking about it um in in a in a good way a a purely inspirational way i um but i'm 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 more excited about doing it now knowing what i know about bardo methodology and i think any fan of radical research would be doing themselves a a huge uh favor um by buying those you can get them through the anya offensive yep um all i think they're almost all still available um i believe uh, they are yeah yeah, this, yep. that's where I got them uh, from Tyler Davis. Uh, yep. But yeah, Nicholas and Bardo really, um, I don't want to say life changing because th- we're already steeped into this world, but um, right. I would say it, it's, 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 it, it's expanding my listening. Yeah, that, that's life expanding. My so. thoughts, Absolutely. my thoughts yep. on things yep. have been either confirmed or expanded. So um, yeah, really interesting stuff. So let's get on with this Master's Hammer thing. This is a band that I got into quite late. I uh, remember hearing Ritual and uh, how do we say it? Jalemnus Occultist? Uh, 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 occultist? I, I'd uh, say, yeah. yeah. Y- y- uh, it's probably y- something y- like Yelemnus y- y- Occultista. Uh, yeah, Yelemniki Occultista. Yelemniki um, Occultista. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgive us. I, I suspect that our, <laughs> our Czech is just as bad as our Norwegian. Yeah. Check listeners, please, please give us, give us a break. In any case, it just, I don't know. It was one of those things where I probably just didn't give it enough of a listen. I didn't know anybody at the time in my circle who was really mad about them, who could help turn me on. So it just kind of went over my head in a way. And I was just, you know, you focus on so many other things and they were always a name. They were always a a really trusted and and revered name. uh, No question. And it was only about five years ago when I got a, um, a Craig Zoller, my, my good pal, Craig gave me a um, slit, one of those slimline cardboard promos for ritual mm-hmm. that he was getting rid of for whatever reason. And um, 
it just it just bowled me over. I thought where I I always yeah. knew that they would. Yeah, because um, I've been into them for a long time. You have, you have. And, yeah. Um, what's your and, What's your always, story with? I was them? always surprised that they they didn't click with you because knowing you so well and knowing what you're into, they they seem like a perfect fit. But I'm <laughs> well stoked that we're here. Yeah, that's what I realized when I when I got into Ritual. I thought, okay, and now now is the time. <laughs> and you know, and I've done this with other bands. I'm sure you have too, where it's like you know, for whatever reason at the time you don't latch on, and and then later on you do, you find them, and it and it, and you almost feel like this was when you should have found them anyway. So, right. and I've gone, I've yeah, gone, totally. I've gone crazy. The only two albums I don't own are Slaggery, which we will talk much about, and uh, one of the ones from the Reunited era called uh, Vegas Vetas or. Uh, I don't have that one. August Vetus, uh, 2014, but I have the, um, I have everything else and um, I've spent good money on the demo collection. I've spent good money on this box set uh, that Osmos put out of the first two albums. So I'm, I'm crazy. I'm crazy for them. I, I appreciate them so much. And I, and I do definitely appreciate their new stuff just as almost as much as I do the old stuff. I think, I think (laughs) the artwork on the new stuff is, Oh, freaking fantastic yeah yeah and we'll we'll be talking about main man fronta storm as we as we go along here but he uh he he's multi-talented he does a lot of the artwork does the writing uh those great vocals he's a typesetter he's a he's a traveler so let's start i'm we're gonna just jump into something that you sent first That's uh, something from the ritual. Is it this? Is it the 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 second song or the first song? It is. First song. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pod, okay. Pod, pod, modly, pod, mod. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really kind of hesitant to, to even attempt song titles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, ritual. Their first album from 1991. Geez, I you know the, the, my my first thought is of course the vocals. I think Fronta Storm's vocals are just incredible. This really abrasive, scraped. It's almost like he's on his very last breath. It's this. It's the true sound of death. It is. He is hands down one of my favorite uh, extreme metal vocalists. Yep, and hands down, hands up or up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hands up for Fronta. 
<laughs> hands up for Franta. Uh, yeah, great stuff. We can hear their prime influences throughout Ritual, I think. A lot of people have mentioned Merciful Fate. The band themselves do. And this is a band that on their uh, one of their demo covers, there's a guy like literally in King Diamond corpse paint. He's not even trying to be like King Diamond corpse paint. It's it's the exact thing. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've seen those pictures. Yep. So I hear that. Um, I always hear a lot more Bathory, which is pretty obvious for early 90s black metal. I don't think there's an early 90s black metal band that wasn't influenced by Bathory. We may hear uh, in in the chunk of tunes coming up a, a little more direct influence, but I think it's still kind of there on pod modely. But it also has a swing to it that Bathory really didn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, a flow. Yeah, yeah. Something just a little more, hmm, how, how shall I put it? What's, um, I don't want to say groovy, but there. Well, but it, it, coming from a, an earlier, like maybe more primordial place where, you know, the rock influence was integrated in a way that it, it really wasn't with Bathory so much. Okay. I don't know how well I'd uh, describe that, but. <laughs> Well, I think knowing their music, I know what you mean, you know? Yeah. Well, cool. like some, some probably, you know, I mean, even by way, I mean, because if you think about Merciful Fate's influence, influences, they were mostly from the 70s. Right. So maybe just, you know, by osmosis, they picked up some of those, you know, those deeply embedded influences um, from Merciful Fate. They yeah. could, or it could be one of those yep. shared influence things. I mean, sure. this, this band formed in like 87, you know, sure. no doubt they grew up on a lot of traditional metal and, and yep. even back into the seventies, early metal or hard rock. You said uh, by osmosis, I was going to say by osmos. Um, <laughs> as, well played. As many know, yes. uh, uh, the first two albums <laughs> appeared, uh, actually the first three albums appeared on uh, yeah. Osmos Productions. Those brave souls that, left left a huge mark on metal especially oh. with, with their early 90s output no question gigantic yeah no gigantic presence and yep and, yep yeah the underground well let's move to uh to my pick uh last last time we did five of yours and then five of mine with the paul chain we're gonna kind of volley back and forth here cool. and uh this is one of mine let's let's check it out all right the word <laughs> i i had to pick that as my first one just the whole the his, shy shy and then his like, his vocals are just i, I think at a peak here and this is yeah, obviously late this is obviously is this, later. Uh, is this yeah. all fascinator formulae uh for okay yeah, yeah. the one right before yep. fascinator yep, yep, i mean yep. same era this band yep. is essentially broken up now again and formula and fascinator are the last two they put out 2016 and, and 18 respectively 18, yeah. shockingly yeah. shockingly good i know no i, I mean, know that's ama- i i was really really skeptical when um when they reformed their the first sure. record 
their reformation record was like what 2012 Montrose, uh, which I love. Um, yeah. And that's probably the most eccentric one for 2013. That was, uh, that was 2009. Um, oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. But still right. we're talking 14 years after their third yep. album and their third album was quite the detour in the first place. So it had been, a, it had been what even more, even longer, obviously since, yeah. you know, the metal masters hammer had reared its head. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a song called Shy Gecko from Formulae. Uh, one 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 of the rare ones that doesn't need any translating. Uh, however, the meaning I I, I would have no idea. I Let's just assume it's about a shy gecko. A shy gecko, yeah, of course. You know those shy geckos that you see around if you live in the south. He, uh, yeah, throwing in the shy shy is hilarious. It, it's it obviously reminds a bit of Kajagugu because there's a very similar rhythmic sure thing to Kajagugu. That's an interesting comparison. It's, it's the first thing that came to mind because it's it's such a prominent shy shy hush hush adua. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. close, and then they. like like the puke and uh wow i just love i had to make that my first one because it's it's become a real favorite of the of the later material yeah (laughs) let's move on all right I don't have to own the album to know which album that came from. <laughs> there is only one album like this. Yeah, Slaggery. Why don't you why don't you take it away? 1995, their third album and the last yeah. one for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a reason that this was probably their last album for a while. This is a line in the sand. This record features everything from just completely distorted interpretations of classical pieces. Um, soccer chants has a Chuck Berry cover. Um, I, I mean, it is one of the most vexing and troubling albums. In, it, it's not metal at all. No. Um, even though it does have some heavier moments. But it, it is one of the, the strangest things that is a part of the larger metal family. It's on Spotify because it's. I think it's gotten a little pricey. Um, it has. Finding a yeah, it finding has. a physical copy of it. I um, uh, got mine um, for for quite cheap um, because you don't as, say. Uh, yeah, not a not a popular record. <laughs> oh, well, not only was it not popular, it was it was hated. Hated. Yeah. Hated. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I hated it. I, uh, I, I, and you and I talked about this. I mean, I think we talked about it earlier today, but I've tried to get rid of it over the, like, literally it will not, 
it, it will it will not be gotten rid of <laughs> like you're you're, you're like I, I was like i know i went to manifest and traded that in and i was eating breakfast this morning and it's there, and there it is, is. <laughs> really though like i think it would just reappear by you know by the the power of whatever unholy force uh is responsible for that album well it's funny because you're not one i'm not one either to to hold on to things in our collection if it's not useful like if, we, if no. we're just never listening to it or whatever reason you know we get rid of it we're not collectors in this anal must have it all sense so so the fact that you're holding on to it there must be something to it and what 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 is what is the thing it, is it just so it's left just, field that it's just so fascinating yeah um, but is. because i i, I it's you know, it's um, it's interest is is largely driven by my inability to understand it. Even after all these years, like I, it, it seems to just come from nowhere. Sui generis, I guess, would be like an educated way to say that. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it 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 seems to like derive from no particular source, and it just it continues to have a hold on me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the, uh, the piece that we just heard? Oh, th- thanks, Jeff. Um, so to the best of my abilities, Ak Sinku Sunku. Okay. Uh, yeah, as that was playing, I mean, uh, the only thing that would come to mind, the only thing that came to mind was maybe like, is this how Liebach sounds? Cause I haven't heard a ton of Liebach. Oh, is definitely probably an, an influence on this album. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and there's, you know, probably some sly political commentary going mm. on in this album too, mm. and um, that is definitely a, a part of uh, Liebach's identity. Yeah, um, yeah. Not entirely. I, well, the thing is, is, saying that something sounds like Liebach is hard to say. So, like saying that something sounds like Coil because they <laughs> right. change so often. Yeah. Um. But the, yeah, there's a lot of kind of I guess what you would call Marshall Industrial stuff in the you know the Leibach discography um you played uh, this for me uh when i was down there last year and on halloween and oh yeah, well, yeah happy anniversary happy anniversary um <laughs> why are we you know how i feel about anniversaries good go did you know it's the uh 17th and a half anniversary today of this one spock's beard album that oh yeah i think i saw a post about that yeah man god i hate those fucking posts i know just so just so we're you're clear listeners jeff and i not fans of the anniversary post <laughs> like you know i mean it when you know when never mind turn 30 yeah, fine yeah yeah, yeah of course acknowledging like, yeah like <laughs> you know yeah like a, a glass hammer record that turned 17 yeah oh. yeah Sc- scanners 11th album just turned four <laughs> like i don't give a fuck listen to it when you want to listen to it oh don't even yeah. get me started That's I'm, gonna, your I'm, business. I'm gonna pull back yeah but no when you played <laughs> slaggery for me I was equally compelled and I wondered if maybe that's not also something that turned me off. Um, Cause that was one of the first things I heard by them way back in the day. I got like a cardboard promo from Osmos and yeah. put it in. It was like, that's yeah, no, not no, a good no, place to no start. thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, let's listen to another pick of mine. And um, okay. I think you'll find this at least quite different from that one.
thoughts? Thank you for representing the demo era. Yeah, there you go. And it's amazing how fully formed they already sound on that. Um, they've, you know, the production on Ritual is a little more developed, but they've really already got it dialed in at that point. Yeah, this is from the 1988 demo, Finished. It's the first song. It is a massive improvement from the first demo. Oh, from the, fir- the first demo is, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's unlistenable. I mean, it's, it's just, it's like pretty much. Yeah. Kids get that got really into the extreme metal of the time who could barely play their instruments, had no idea about really song structure. Uh, it's entertaining to listen to once, which I think is all I've ever listened to it. But this next demo, the next year finished is yeah. As you say, it's very developed already. And this is the, uh, this is the one where infamous, this is the era where infamously there's a, there's a member donning uh, King Diamond's exact makeup. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Yeah, there is a really, like, the visual element of early Master's Hammer is just as interesting as Slaggery. Like, no one looked quite like Master's Hammer. Right. At all. There's this amazing, um, amazing photo on the CD of the reissue of uh, Yelim Nicky, Occultista, where they're all just, like, their heads are popping out of some kind of shrubbery. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, say yeah. no more. Yeah. They look like uh, uh, one part, like sort of, uh, you know, Aryan youth for Eastern Europe. Uh, and then one part, you know, dirt head metal heads, basically <laughs> like yep. a couple of the guys just don't fit. I, I'm not, they certainly were not um, any kind of white power band. Uh, I'm not trying to say that, but they certainly looked like yeah. a couple of those guys would fit into uh, to that 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 meeting undetected yeah, that, no, sure. no one would ask questions if they yeah no, <laughs> like like your, yeah your mustache looks great just uh <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about but oh, um man. yeah it, it, they were really funny looking for sure you know but it, this is a band that like i th- i think by now even these four tracks we played like people can probably hear that they had quite uh, an eclectic span of of what they were doing um over the years and you know why not why not look the part as well right they never really gave into the typical thing. I kind of always read that they, that. that they began almost as a parody of black metal, or at least guys that didn't take it so seriously and were just having fun with it, which might explain the King Diamond makeup, which might explain some of the other elements of this. Right. Um, I, I like on the finished demo cover as well. The church is upside down. Like literally they just turned it upside down <laughs> uh, and then and, and put a right side up picture of the guys under it. I mean, it's just, it's great. And it, there does seem to be a little humor there, right? Sure. Um, you know, the inverted cross and the, well, this is an inverted yeah, we're, church. We're just going to invert the church. Yeah, yeah. it's great, man. Uh, so a lot of, this band's a lot of fun for a lot of right. different reasons. The other thing about the finished demo is that although I think it is the first time they show real personality, it also at the same time is really, really redolent of one particular Bathory album. And that's under the sign of the black mark. Hmm. As, as I listen through finished, I can literally go, Oh, that's massacre, which is what we just heard the song that I'm not even right. bothered to pronounce that to me has a very massacre type sound. Um, oh, woman of dark desires. Oh, oh 13 yeah. candles. Oh, of doom. Like there's there, like literally so each song on finished, you could almost correlate to another particular song on under the sign of the black mark. It's, yep. it's pretty wild, but like, you know, that, that album came out a year before the demo. So they were really on top of that. And what a great album to be into at the time. It's just, it, it blew away everybody when that came out. I can, I can recommend that record. <laughs> yeah. I think radical research recommends Bathory's third album. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Let's go on to your next one.
So as a drummer, one of my favorite things about Masters Hammer is the fact that they have a timpani player. I'm surprised it took us five songs to mention that, but I think I think that's <laughs> a very prominent song as well in terms of the timpani uh, appearance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. For sure. Um, I mean, I, there's no other band, as far as I know, that's that has a permanent timpani player. I am not aware of any other band that does. And his name is Silent Hell. <laughs> Silent Hell on timpani. Uh, the guy's real name is Honza Preble. Not sure how yeah, you say I like it. Silent Hell, yeah. Silent Hell. Fuck yeah. yeah, um, say, yeah <laughs> I would love to be like a fly in the wall, if you will. Uh, like if when he takes like a, a plane somewhere and the guy next to him is like, so what do you do for a living? Oh, uh, you know, I play timpani in a black metal band. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's from ritual, right? That is what, uh, what and I am. Um, my uh, picks are leaning heavily on ritual because uh, most of my master's hammers collection is not digitized. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, so, eh. no. Well, and like, it was like, well, I bought my computer, I think three years ago. And I asked the person that was helping me where, you know, where was the disc drive? And he was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I said, well, you know, for CDs, he's like, who listens to CDs? Right, right. It's like, well, I, you know, I do. You little bastard, dude. I mean, we, I told, yeah, I think when you told me that I, I followed up with the story about how, um, when we bought a car recently, it was, it's a 2018. And I, and I told my wife, like, there's no way that we're getting a new car. If it doesn't have a CD player, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't care about the, the precision. I don't care about how oh, no, no, no. I don't care about the gas mileage. Yeah. If it doesn't but, have a yeah. CD player, I'm out, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, so did you find one? Yeah, it does. it's 2018 Lexus, and it's got a it's got a great CD player and a great stock <laughs> stereo, and it's good That's enough for crazy. me. Crazy, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But uh, apparently, a lot of sort of nicer cars. I know Porsches still uh, a lot of them still have CD players. Not really sure. I guess why. because of the uh, yeah the demo, the target demographic. Maybe, maybe the demographics just people, yeah yeah people that are a little older and have some established income and still listen to CDs. I guess I, don't know. I guess so. Uh, that yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if anything's going to come up. I, I kind of doubt it from the uh, fall of idol demo, which came, which came out, I think it was it's right like before, 90, right before ritual. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny when I listen to that one, I'm not sure if it's just me or, or what, but like, it always seems like the timpani hits are like a little behind um, <laughs> as if weird, like, it's, it's a you, weird demo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. They, they sound a little off time. Maybe it's just because his entry into the band, like he's not an original member, but he, you know, he really, you know, came into his own with Ritual and Ulem Nikki. It, it's, you know, yeah. it, it, the, the timpani is fantastic on these uh, and exactly as it should be. It just seems like the hits on the fall of Idol, the, the, the you know, the timpani booms are <laughs> just a little bit like yeah. behind the beat. It's weird, but that, that is a weird demo, fall of Idol. Yeah.
So that one's from Yilam Nikki Occultista, the follow-up to Ritual that came out in 1992. This is the album that I think kind of put them uh, on the international map, at least. I, re- I don't remember hearing a lot about Ritual in the uh, in the underground of the day back then, but this one, this one just kind of made it around. And it, yeah, it was- I think the distribution was far, far superior to to Ritual. Yeah, because um, I, I had to I had to go to some lengths to get Ritual back then. I, I remember, I mean, dude, uh, Nathan got his copy of this album at a, a chain record store in Statesboro. Yeah, I mean, I Osmos mean, had it was around. Yeah, Osmos had decent distribution by that time. And um, technically, Ritual came out on, a, on another label called Monitor right. first, and then Osmos brought it to you know greater distribution. But yeah, Yellum Nikki really made its mark, and and I think it's a for good reason as well. I think musically, not counting Slaggery, obviously, it's their most experimental in terms of um, the the amount of ideas and different ideas. They're doing some different things with the arrangements and the writing that uh, that didn't really exist yet on Ritual. I don't know if you hear that, but I think we hear quite a bit of. Oh, that it's on, a very very deep record. Yeah. That song, we're going to label that in the show notes under its English name because um, this album actually <laughs> one of, did one of the best song titles. Ever. Yeah, this album the actually. Yeah, this album actually came with some English translations for the track list. So I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, th- that song is called I Don't Want Sirs to Pester, with a comma after want. So I don't want Sirs to Pester, whatever the fuck. There's also some great song titles here. Oh, my precious sir. So they, they really like sirs. They uh, do. They're, they're very polite band. Yeah. Among the hills, a winding way. That magnificent deer has vanished. There's just a lot of great stuff. My captain. But uh, and, and, a, and a compelling little album cover there, too. Looks like it could have came out in the 1930s. It's just it's very interesting. You are a big fan. I know you like this album, but you might I even be a bigger fan of the demo version of this album. I'm a big fan of the demo version. I, you know, I like both probably in equal shares, but the demo version just is a little more mutated somehow. Yeah. Like just stranger, more uncanny. And that's saying a lot because the, you know, the album version is pretty <laughs> tweaked itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I, I mean, I, I think the demo version sounds really good too. And yeah, it's just got a, a, a kind of magic about it. For oh, sure. I, I, I go back. I, I mean, I go back to both of these a lot, but I, I, yeah, I love that demo. We should mention, we've mentioned some of the main players in this band, Fronta Storm and Silent Hell. We should mention Necrocock. Yes. His name is Necrocock. Yeah. How, how can you, yeah. How can you leave out Necrocock? Yeah. He's a guitarist and he uh, was, he, he's another one that's been in the band for a, a good while who is, has proven to be a key member. You know, he's re- recorded some um, solo albums that I've read, reviews on that sound really interesting I, I think one day i might just go for it um you know me i don't tend to sample things if right. i think i'm gonna like it enough i just kind of go for it i hope i don't get burned but i'm thinking about buying one of those necrocock uh, solo albums just so maybe i can have something called necrocock in my collection but more more because i understand that they're they're really eclectic and and i and i want that coming from the master's hammer camp sure. certainly oh um, yeah absolutely yeah of course i support that yeah, so I'll uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Let's move on. All right.
yeah let, <laughs> let that sink in yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm getting <laughs> Sorry to laugh. I guess that's another one from Slaggery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great guess. <laughs> Man. Wow. Really what? interesting, huh? Yeah. I mean, um, I think the now bass we're playing in- on that's pretty remarkable, too. And it, it almost has like a legitimate groove. No, I, I, I that's the my impression about this little snippet by the time we were at the end of it was that the bass line seems pretty different from the rest of it i mean it it works they fuse it together but um it's got a very different quality the baseline and everything seems a little more modern whereas um everything else around it seems like it could come from like some i don't know military march from the totally 1920s eastern europe uh, it really uh, kind of military branch or something well and i think that's yeah i mean i think that's almost certainly an influence there but the, the bass playing reminds me a bit of you know tony levin in in crimson I can see that. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so it's got, it's an interesting uh, fusion of, of things going on there. And I, uh, what's the song called? Oh, um, Indian here. Let's see. Indianska. Yeah. India, Indianska peace and Ruzi. H R U Z Y. Yeah. We didn't, we did we didn't a lot of times when we do things in other languages we will look up translations and and talk about them on this show but um we didn't do that this time around i just wonder what Actually, Indi- here let, no 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 give me a second here the country of india i don't know we're about to put uh google translate to work <laughs> oh i don't even think it's i don't even think it's um shack yeah maybe not i don't it's uh, slow i think it might be slow back let's see yeah um yeah uh, uh, really indianska is the only thing that translates it's um to uh indian okay well that would have been so, a guess but okay well yep. the, the mysteries continue here let's uh let's play another of mine different um one of the things that i do love about the newer masters hammer is um all the interesting keyboard textures that they've added oh yeah um a lot of like really really amazing analogish synth stuff um yeah i mean 
you know, between the demo that we heard and Slaggery and that, I mean, you've got a, a band capable of going in, you know, just untold directions. Yeah, but you know, it's all unified under the, yep. the roof of Franta Storm. Like, just his vision is is pretty unified. Like, you, it it, it has its own character, um, which is what we like, I think, in the great bands, right? Very I mean, much. It's not. It's not like too scattershot or too. You know, there, there's direction to it, despite the long span over time. And yeah, when they came back, this that track was a, a track called Bodhi from Montrose mm-hmm. uh, in 2009, and that's the first because the the way that album opens up it's it's you know even if you had listened to that in 2009 expecting oh you know they're back to the metal thing and they got the the great old logo back on it you know you're expecting uh master's hammers trademark sound and you get it throughout the first three or four songs it's it's not that different it's obviously more modern sounding but right. it's, it's it's not that different then once you get to bodhi the fifth song yeah, you start getting into different electronics, different treatments on the drums. It starts to incorporate more electronic influences, I guess, mm-hmm. to keep to keep it generic. And I think that's what makes the difference. And then it gets really pretty eclectic throughout the rest of the album. And, yeah, and, very um, much so. That's what makes it such a fun album. It's it's one of my very favorites by them. Period. And um, I didn't yeah. hear it until man, probably three years or so after. I didn't listen to it when it came out. I, I was. I don't know. I was skeptical. hesitant. Skeptical. Yeah, well, yeah, I was skeptical's the skeptical's the word. Yeah. Understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'm always happy to be proven wrong. And they have done that on several occasions. <laughs> there you go. We should also mention again the artwork on these albums. Mm. A lot of it, if not most of it, if not all of it, is done by Fronta Storm. He's amazing stuff. Yeah, incredibly talented. I wonder if he he was much of an artist in the older days because he didn't really he's not credited with any art or anything on the old stuff as far as I re- recall. Well, and I mean you know Ritual and Yellow Nikki, I mean are both photographs. The photographs, yeah. Um, and then Slaggery is just kind of austere, you know. Yep, but yep. um, yeah, yeah. I wonder, but it fits. His illustrated vision is about as nuts as the audio vision. Oh yeah, I mean like the cover of like, Formula is ah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Troubling and gorgeous at the same time. Fascinator too. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah the colors on that one are just, yeah. yeah. And then the, then you get into the booklets of some of these. Yeah. Compelling. Just, just gorgeous. Uh, yep. Also love the cover of uh, what's that. I don't probably don't know how to say it. Uh, the one that the, starts with a V. Well uh, yes. And, and I always call it the water can album. Um, oh, there you go. It's the <laughs> angel and water can record. The yep. watering cans. It's <laughs> what a great image. And again, that's got some great stuff on the inside as well. It also has a, a song called Dreaming Bulldog. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. I, uh, I think that <laughs> is actually a bulldog snoring. Yeah. The intermesso. That's great. Uh, we may, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll tag that at the end for people uh, who've stuck around this long. Sure. Uh, I think I will. If they stuck around this long, they're probably going to finish. Yeah. And let's, yeah. Uh, let's, yeah, you, uh, you, you probably know where you stand by now. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get to your, uh, your final pick. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a great pick, man. Yep. That's that's them at their their most epic, I think. Uh definitely. I mean it's to me it's one of the most memorable moments on Ritual and uh mm-hmm. it's also one that points to the next album, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, great. Totally agree. Great great pick. I mean you can't you can't epitomize that era of masters much better than that. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, of course. So like, let's let's move on and make this make this shit quick. Let's mop this shit right up. <laughs> mop uh, it the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna make you guess on this one. I just want to let you know this is from this is the final song on Formulae. Um, okay. And all due respect to everything that we didn't play and all the albums and demos we didn't hit, but uh, there's just not enough time. And I hope you all uh, uh, consider this just more of an introduction if you weren't familiar. Um, and if you were, hopefully you enjoyed our little. Uh, chronological chaos here but yeah this is aya a-y-a aya from uh formula it's the whole song it's a short song and it's uh winds up that album Yeah, the, the, the beautiful, super es- heavy, esoteric master's hammer. Similar, you know, they sound female, highly processed. So it's hard to, it's hard to really know, but uh, similar vocals there to Shy Gecko from the same album. They aren't all over the, that album. I just happened to pick two songs that, that featured them, but um, I do, I do like what they give to seductive. the sound. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, they, I they work. They work. And there you go. Next time episode 73 we are going to bring back something that's been um haunting us forever we uh our our fifth episode was called badass fusion decapitations uh we promised to follow up with a second one uh that's what episode 73 is going to be we're going to um delve into we're not sure what's going to be on there but we know for goddamn sure that mingo lewis something from his flight never ending album is going to be on there absolutely Uh, yeah so we look forward to getting into uh the fusion thing we're going to bring it really fast and hard it's going to be uh like we said decapitating only only the most blazing fieriest fusion that we can find join us for that next and uh, we're going to leave you with a bit of a, a bit of a snoring bulldog sweet dreams 
just caught my mom with her hands in the cookie jar. <laughs> Literally. She, um, she was, ha- well, the donut box, as it were, she was like th- <laughs> three deep into a half dozen. So because you weren't supposed to come out. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, it, it, uh, some kind of idiom or something like, yeah, she was, she was three deep in half a dozen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I might just start saying, I'm like a saying, saying yeah, just like randomly. Oh, in man, conversation. She was three deep in half a dozen. 